Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. Today, I'm joined by Ricky So. She is an accredited practicing dietitian, nutritionist, yoga, and meditation teacher. Ricky works with high-performing individuals to help them find calm, stress less, and prevent burnout. And I wanted to bring this conversation to you today because for many business owners, we have a lot on our plates. And for some, this is leading to stress and burnout. So that is exactly what we are covering in today's episode. What I really love about Ricky is her holistic framework, which encompasses mindfulness, movement, nutrition, and sleep strategies. So we're going to be touching on all of that today. Without further ado, are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Ricky. Thank you so much for joining us on the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. I'm really excited to have you on the show and for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Now, here on the podcast, we talk a lot about burnout and it's for good reason because often with people who own their own business, they experience burnout at some point in their journey. But I think this word gets thrown around a lot and I'm I'm sure you'd agree with that, Ricky. What do you constitute as burnout in your eyes? Well, having experienced some of these symptoms myself and also just seeing it a lot in my clients, but also my friends and my family around me, I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I can't say for sure what burnout is and how to treat it. But some of the common symptoms are um, getting headaches and dizziness and feeling really low in energy and low in mood, starting to feel a bit disengaged and uninterested in the things that you used to be interested in and a a constant feeling of stress and anxiety and overwhelm. So these are some of the common things that I find people struggle with. Also things like sleep, maybe they struggle to sleep, they start to have a low appetite. So yeah, some of these are very common symptoms that I see with my clients. It's interesting that you say this sense of feeling disengaged or maybe a little bit of apathy around what they're doing and also just even in their personal lives. I don't think a lot of people associate that with burnout, do you? A lot of the time we don't really know that we're on the verge of it until we actually reach that tipping point. And that's why it can be so dangerous because we can just associate some of these symptoms as, oh, I'm just really busy. You've been disconnected from your body and you don't really notice these things coming up until it gets to the point where it's boiled over and you're really on the tipping point. That's why I think it's a good idea to have this conversation now so people can start to be a bit more aware of some of the common symptoms and be on the lookout for these red flags. I think you're right, actually, in the sense that a lot of people, you almost it's a sense of normalisation around 
this constant feeling of stress and overwhelm and not realizing that on a constant level is actually quite harmful for you. Yeah. And actually you've had this conversation as well before on your Instagram about how sometimes people have this pride in being busy. We pride ourselves on being busy and being productive and looking busy because it makes us feel successful. But sometimes when we start to put this state of busyness on a pedestal and we're trying to strive to always be constantly busy, then we're probably sacrificing rest and not looking after ourselves properly. And then we're more prone to pushing ourselves towards the edge of burnout. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I think for a lot of people who are listening to the podcast and people that I work with and just business owners in general, we're always trying to achieve for something next. And typically people who own their own business are high achieving individuals and they, you know, look to do the best that they can possibly do. But there comes a point when that goes too far, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And that's why it's really important to start to have this conversation and let people know that you can still be successful and be productive whilst looking after your own health. And something I always say to my clients as well is actually resting is productive because you're giving yourself that downtime to fully restore, to recover, to refresh. So then you can start again with renewed energy and a lot of people actually end up being more creative and more productive after having that downtime. It's counterintuitive in the sense that you think, oh, I've got to keep going. I've got all these things on my to-do list. Taking a break might not necessarily feel like the most quote unquote productive thing to do. But I love the fact that you phrase it as having a rest and taking a break is productive. And then the way that you positioned that when you do get to take that break, you come back with more energy and you're probably able to achieve more on your to-do list in a lesser time frame. But also the other piece that I pull out of that is where you said when you have a break, you have renewed energy and that then unlocks greater creativity. And as business owners, that's what we all want is creativity. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest mindset shift that all of us as professionals, as business owners need to start to work towards is that we don't always have to be doing something. And sometimes the biggest thing you can do is schedule in some downtime. And that is actually the most productive thing you can do. Agreed. And the hallmark of a sustainable business is a business that ultimately is going to be here 10 years from now. And if you're working around the clock, you're feeling pressure, you're feeling all these things, constant stress and overwhelm, as you said earlier, that's not really conducive to operating at that level for 10 years. That's the thing as well. A lot of us start our businesses because we want the freedom, we want flexibility, we want a bit more time to do our own thing. And yet when we start to actually have our own business, we end up having less time because we're always working on the business, we're always busy, we're always doing things that we actually end up with less free time than we originally thought. So true, Ricky. So for the business owner who's listening to this podcast today and they resonated with that list of things that you pulled out earlier, where do you even begin to start to undo this burnout or come back from burnout rather? A good place to start is just acknowledging and starting to build that awareness. So starting to notice if you are always in that state of stress and you're always feeling anxious and you are starting to feel tired all the time, you're having low energy, you're having low moods and you're starting to feel these symptoms even, maybe this is a good wake up call for you and I hope this 
podcast, this conversation, act as a bit of a reminder for you that now is a good time to begin to prioritize yourself again. So first step is just having that awareness and knowing that it's time for change. It's time to do something a little different. And then next is starting to figure out how you're going to do that and the method and exactly how and practically how you're going to do that. For example, in my program and with my services, I focus on four different areas to help people manage their stress, manage their anxiety and prevent burnout. So the first pillar is nutrition, talking about how they can be eating well and eating better so that they're fueling the body properly and actually how having that energy to do all the things and actually um, having a better mental health. So eating the food we eat can literally change the biochemistry of your brain. So prioritizing nutrition, prioritizing your diet. And the second part is movement, moving your body, making sure you're staying physically active throughout the day. When we're stressed, we usually tend to have exercise on the back burner. We forget to exercise or we just sacrifice it we don't have time for it we don't go to the gym don't go for walks all of that and that actually stores a lot of stress it causes a lot of physical uh, tension to be built up in the body so starting to use things like yoga as a yoga teacher i will use yoga asanas the yoga stretches and the poses to help people relieve tension but also helping them to move their body in a way that feels good for them that also helps to reduce physical tension And then the next thing is mindfulness. So helping them to become more mindful and aware of their their mental health, aware of their thoughts, aware of thought patterns, and also just to reconnect with their own body, with their mind, with their emotions. And then the last pillar is sleep, making sure they're actually sleeping well, getting good quality sleep, getting a good amount of sleep. So I think these are the four areas that we can start to really focus on and you can start to evaluate as well whether you're doing well with your current lifestyle. It's funny, as you're moving through your list, I was thinking about how intuitively we know that these are the things that we need to do. However, the reality of running a business and all the things that come with life as well, that we just don't prioritize it. We don't prioritize eating healthy. It's too easy to drink five coffees rather than, you know, making a power smoothie or you know, planning out a nice healthy salad for lunch instead of just making some toast and two-minute noodles or whatever that might look like. How do you logistically make this work? Do you have any tips for busy business owners that they know that they need to do these things, yet they're still not doing it? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of this information is not new. And so I think one of the first steps is acknowledging why aren't you implementing these things. If you know that eating well, eating a healthy, balanced diet is good for you, well, what is the barrier that's getting in your way? What is it that's stopping you from doing it? Is it that you're always on the run? You're finding that you're always reaching for takeaway foods because it's convenient. Then in that sense, maybe we need to have a look at what are some other healthier options that you could be having on the go. It doesn't mean that you need to change your lifestyle. You need to be cooking more homemade meals if that's not suiting your lifestyle. But how can we start to choose some foods that are going to be healthier? So it could be something like a, um, a you foods meal, maybe getting things like HelloFresh so that cooking becomes easy and, and convenient for you. And it could be that you're always having 
snacks at three o'clock and you're going out to grab chocolates or grab whatever's available. And one way we could kind of combat that is having healthy snacks on hand, keeping them in your bag, keeping them at your desk so that you don't feel tempted to go out and get something that's less healthy. So acknowledging what it is that's stopping you from doing these things first and then working on strategies to help to reduce those barriers. It's not so much about the what, it's the how that we often struggle with. Yes, definitely. And I think that's the same with anything we're trying to tackle, it's how. But what I really loved about what you said is why. Why, if if you know that this is what you need, why aren't you doing it? And then exploring the ways to make it fit in with your lifestyle. One of the things I was thinking about as you were talking is the linkage between all four elements of the areas that you work in in terms of nutrition, movement, mindfulness and sleep that you mentioned earlier. And this connector point that one ultimately leads into the other, which I think is what makes your programs so special and so unique for professionals and business owners who are in this burnt out stage. You're not just trying to solve one problem to help them to, you know, move through their challenges, but actually it's a a multi-pronged approach Can you talk to me a little bit about that in the sense that, yes, you might be able to have really great nutrition, but you're still feeling burnt out and there's a reason for that. Through working with my clients as a dietitian initially, I was just seeing people for nutrition that would be referred by their doctor to get some diet advice. But that always led to other conversations, whether it was about their sleep, making sure they were actually sleeping well, they were sleeping enough. And sleep is actually one of those things that you it feels like a no-brainer like you're feeling tired it's because well you didn't sleep you only slept four hours last night and yet it's something that we don't really think about so when I'm having those conversations with my clients we're starting to I'm starting to see all of these common themes and common things that people are struggling with and even with stress for example when people are coming to me to yoga for stress management, they want to do some breathing exercises, they want to do yoga to help their mental health, but then they're eating a rubbish diet. And we have those conversations maybe before or after class and and I start to see how it's all connected. So with mental health especially, it's one of those things that you need to have that all-encompassing, that multi-pronged, that holistic approach to really have a long-term effect. Yes, you can just be following a diet plan for a short time, but if you're not focusing on the other aspects of mental health, you're not going to see an improvement long-term. It's going to be just another quick fix, something that maybe works temporarily, but you're not going to get lasting results. I really, really resonate with that. It's it's easy to put a Band-Aid on your problem and fix it with, you know, okay, I'm going to start eating healthy or I'm going to start going for a run and then and then that sort of falls by the wayside and then you're back to ground zero again with the problem. But what I really like about what I'm hearing with your program is that you're looking at all of the different elements not only looking at those elements, but making them fit with your lifestyle so that you can ultimately create those long-term changes. And that then means that you're going to have the toolkit to be able to manage the stress and the overwhelm that comes with running a business. Because in various stages of running your business, you're going to have these really intense periods. But if you don't have a mechanism for which to cope with it, then you're going to keep coming up against this issue of of burnout and anxiety and, and enormous stress. 
Yeah, and I think that's a really important point because with stress and anxiety, it's not about one yoga class, one meditation session to help to make you feel a little bit better. And that's why with the program and I know with your services as well, we focus on a sustainable business. We focus on sustainable results with your health because we want to make sure that it's something that you can take with you. And the strategies that I go through in my program as well, we want to make sure that the things that are the different tools that you can take no matter what stage of life you go through. We are trying to help you complete the program with a whole toolkit of things that you can pull out at any point, no matter what you're going through with your business, with your life, that can help you to improve your stress and help you to improve your mental health. What are the impacts? Like, let's say you don't get your anxiety and your stress and this overwhelm or potentially burnout under control. What's going to happen? Well, firstly, on the mental health, you're putting your brain under such enormous stress. And so all those other things that we we're talking about before, about your mood, your energy levels, they're just going to keep getting worse. You're going to always feel really irritable, feeling really low. It can increase your risk of depression. All of these sort of mental disorders, it can increase your risk of that if you're not managing your stress and your anxiety properly. Also things like your sleep, because most people who are burnt out or people who are under a lot of stress or they're anxious, they usually don't sleep very well. And that comes with a whole domino effect of other health um, conditions. So things like um, getting injured more easily, increased risk of cardiovascular disease, increased risk of diabetes, uh, increased risk of immune health problems and digestive issues. So lots of other things and as well as inflammation, because when we are more stressed, when we're not resting properly, your body is actually in a more inflammatory state. And so that's one of the reasons why it increases your risk of all of those other diseases as well. So lots of physiological effects that can actually be as a result of not looking after your mental health, not managing your stress properly. It's funny because I think when you're young, you might listen to that list of potential health consequences and think, oh, yeah, it's not that big a deal. But the reality is, is that it is a big deal. The things that you mentioned there are actually quite serious. Yeah. And I have a lot of clients who are quite young in their mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s, and they're not really feeling any physical symptoms yet. So, you know, not prioritizing sleep, like, oh, one episode of Netflix versus an extra hour of sleep. Netflix is going to feel more attractive because they can still survive on one less hour of sleep. But then as you start to get older, you start to feel it. It starts to bottle up and it kind of rolls over a little bit. So people around my age now, for example, or a little bit older, they start to find they're getting injured more easily or even affecting their performance. Maybe they're not getting injured. Maybe they're not feeling anything that's really major, but they're finding that they are not performing as well at work. They're not as creative. They're not as productive. They can't focus or concentrate as much anymore. Maybe in the gym or with their sports performance, they're not able to lift as heavy weights as, as they used to, or they're not progressing as well with their mobility or with whatever exercise that they're doing. So these are little small things that we can start to look out for. And they are often good ways to motivate uh, people around that age as well, starting to have that conversation with them like, well, if you want to increase your work performance, if you want to be more productive, more creative in your business, if you want to be uh, performing better in your sport of choice, 
then these are things that you also should be focusing on right now. I think the other thing is, is that what I've been thinking about in the in recent times is around longevity and the fact that science has advanced so much that we're living longer, we're living healthier lives. And that's great that science has that all set up for us. But the reality is, is that as human beings, we're not built to have this sustained pressure that we put on ourselves. And yes, whilst there's this opportunity to be able to increase our lifespan with, you know, supplements and whatnot, but that's not going to work if you're feeling, and I'm I'm probably a little bit off course for many people, lots of people don't think about this, it's maybe just me, I don't know, but we all want to live long lives. We all want to enjoy our life. And, And it really comes back to what you said before around, we start our business to have this flexibility, to be able to live a life that we choose to live and to be more in control of our life. And yet- we have this enormous pressure on our shoulders and we, in some cases, self-inflicted by our desire for busyness. And I guess my point here is is that if you want to be healthy, if you want to live a long, healthy life, if you want to live a good, happy life, you've got to start paying attention to the stress. You've got to start paying attention to these things that are causing you to feel overwhelmed. And I don't really think it's off course because it's quite related. If Maybe we can start to look at health like with business owners, you have a really clear goal of what you would like your business to look like maybe in three years, five years, 10 years. And then we work backwards and break it down right into quarterly goals, monthly goals, weekly to-do lists. One thing that we can start to do with our health then is to do the same thing. What would you like to be doing in five years, 10 years time? When maybe you're retiring, do you still want to be healthy enough, have the mobility to be going traveling or to keep up with your kids and your grandkids? If so, then you need to start to work backwards and start to focus on those things that you're doing every year, every month, every week to help you keep up that mobility and help you to keep up that health. Yeah, I really like that. Well, for someone who loves planning and strategy and goal setting, you're speaking my language, Ricky, and I'm sure you know that. Even if we put this back into a business context, if you want to be in business five, 10 years from now, then your health has to be able to support that. If you're feeling unwell, if you're feeling like you don't have the energy, then that's going to be much harder to be running a successful business if you're only, you know, let's say running off two cylinders because you're just, you know, feeling unwell and feeling stressed, right? Yeah, and I think it's very common for a lot of business owners to actually shut down their business because they get to a point where they feel like they can't keep up anymore and it's just too overwhelming. Is it working for you right now? Or are you feeling like you're running on those two cylinders and you're feeling like you're hanging by a single thread? If it's feeling like that, then how likely is this possible to sustain for the next two years, three years, five years? I think that our boss has fully grasped the concept of what we wanted to cover today, which is, of course, how to look after yourself, how to prevent or maybe even overcome burnout as a business owner. I'd love for you to share with us what, what, a little bit about your programs and what you do with your clients. So my main program now is a one-on-one, a 12-week 
coaching program. So that's the one we've been talking about through this podcast today. And that's where we go through those four different pillars. So I work with my clients and we meet every fortnight. So we just see what they're currently doing with the lifestyle, where they need more support. So for example, I have some clients who need a bit more help with the nutrition side of things and they're feeling quite comfortable with the movement side. And then I might have some clients who are finding that they'd like a bit more help to have a meditation practice because they find that's really helpful with their uh, with the mindfulness or with the stress. It's a really tailored approach and we just see what that person needs more help with, which area they might need more help with. And every session is tailored towards that, tailored towards strategies that they can really implement. And I think that's the most important thing, especially when you're a busy business owner. You want things that are practical things that you can actually fit into your lifestyle and not things that you need to take out a whole hour out of your schedule to do and so that's one thing that I focus on as well with my clients because I also understand that as a business owner you want something that's practical that's easy that's doable but also effective and I I offer this online and also in person in my studio so my Instagram is at rickyso.dietitian and that is where I'm most active at the moment. But you can also find more information about my services on my website, which is lumaflow.com.au. Now, I can't miss this opportunity to ask you, what would you say is your biggest business tip for fellow business owners that you have learned along the way on your journey? I know for me as a business, maybe saying this on the podcast feels like a plug, but working with the coaches really helped me a lot because it takes some of the stress out of running a business and I'm outsourcing some of that to someone else. So having a supportive coach to help you talk through some of the things that you're worried about, you're literally taking a load off your shoulders because you're sharing that with someone and it's not like it's something that you have to figure out on your own. So investing in a business coach, someone who can guide you through some of the harder parts of running a business, that then allows you and frees up time for you to focus a bit more of that extra time on your own health. (laughs) Yes, I love the combination of of having a coach then obviously allowing that to help support you with your health goals as well. It's very easy to get tangled up in all the ideas and all the concepts and to have that person that's dedicated or holds space for you that can see things that you just don't see when you're on your own is is a very important element of success. And um, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Well, thank you so much, Ricky. I appreciate you coming onto the show, sharing your knowledge and expertise. I will tag all of your details down in the show notes so our boss can go and check it out. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Christy. Thanks, Ricky. And to you, boss, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. If you got value from what we covered today, please feel free to share it out on your Instagram stories and tag both Ricky and I. Again, thank you for tuning in and I look forward to chatting with you next week.